This is Jenny Lynn Rodriguez of Starlight and Sacred Tree Healing Practice, and you are listening to the Atomic Podcast. It's up to you. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, and here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from New York City, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today, my former roomie, the spiritual magical fairy, the actor extraordinaire, Ladies and gentlemen, Jenny Lynn Rodriguez. Rodriguez, how are you? Hey, so good. So good to see you, right? Yeah. I know. We just had breakfast. We were hanging out, talking. Yes, man. It's been so many years since I've seen you, Jenny Lynn. And um, yeah, man. Before we even get started, we talked a little bit about it. But how has COVID 2020 been like for you? Uh, you know, I moved to New Jersey a few years back and I live in like, um, I live really close to the city though. I'm like right by the Lincoln Tunnel. Mm-hmm. So I can actually see the city. If I walk out into my street, I look and I see, I can see the city, which is good because then I don't feel too far from it in Jersey. But let me tell you the closet space. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of space I have, right? Yeah. But, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's good that I love my apartment, mm-hmm. and it's so good that right before COVID hit, I actually, um, I kind of took a little break from acting for a while. I had been okay. trying to, you know, quote, unquote, make it in the city, whatever, yeah. as an actor for about 17, almost 18 years. Wow. And I said, you know what, I'm in... I'm in a quite a bit of debt, investing, trying to make it happen with acting, and um, I just need, like, a job. I just need to go somewhere every day and know what I'm going to get paid. So I took a couple of years there, like a year and a half, just so that I could, like, go to a restaurant sometimes, like, and actually, like, not work at the restaurant, but, like, you know, have a nice time. And, like, I... Um, I went to see some Broadway shows, and I um, I finally had a life, you know, a little bit of a life. Yeah. And I missed acting, but I hate the uncertainty. Of it, yeah. I just, like, could, I just, like, oh, like, I couldn't do it anymore yeah. for a little while. I thought, I'll get back on my feet, I'll put some savings aside, and then I'll just, like, 
get back to acting later. Yeah. But luckily, because I had been there for almost two years, when the pandemic hit, I was told to stay home and work from home for a while. Mm. And then when they started to do all these mass layoffs, they let me go. But I had a pretty pretty okay package for a little while and then I started getting unemployment so I was like oh well you know what I could do with this time Mm -hmm. I could figure out my life (laughs) (laughs) I have to say you know it was I know that a lot of people lost people and it was devastating and it was scary and we all kind of went through some mental stuff being Mm -hmm. cooped up inside but it was really really important for me and it was really it was really an incredible turnaround that I had all this time to like not worry about money not worry about hustling for a job and heading into work and being tired all the time I could just first of all I was on like a new exercise plan which I told you I was trying to get toned up and healthy Yeah. Um, so that was easier to do because I was home and I could just work out at home and dance and everything in my living room (laughs) and uh, and then I said well let me I have these like 40 books that I had wanted to read for a long time. All I ever read is like esoteric self-help books, like um, energy books and things like that. I was like, let me read some of my books. Yeah. So I read some of the books about like life purpose and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be a healer. I'm supposed to do spiritual work. Like that's, that's actually my purpose in life. Mm -hmm. And because I finally had some time away from the city and not this, it's not the city's fault, but just the bustle and just the insanity of life. I just had some quiet. I was able to just think and just, just figure out like myself, like who I am, mm-hmm. who I want to be in the world, what kind of contribution I want to make. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, I have to help people. Like that needs to be my life. Yeah. And then last year, I took this online, this weekend workshop um, called Manifesting Miracles. Okay. And it changed everything in my life because this uh, my now my spiritual mentor. His name is Master Sri Akarshana. He he challenged us. He said, "Do you let life happen to you?" I was like, "Yeah, kind of." <laughs> and he's like, "Do you want to start creating your own life?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, but that sounds like rah rah motivational stuff, right?" Yeah. He's like, "It starts with a decision." He's like, "Will you decide right now today that you know your purpose and you're going to start living for your purpose?" And I was like, "Yeah." I'm going to live for my purpose. (laughs) So it changed everything. Literally in the last year, my friend, like, my life is unrecognizable. It's unrecognizable. So do you equate it all to the pandemic for you finding in that direction, basically? I think so. I think for, like, I I called the pandemic the Great Reset. Wow, yeah. Before it greatly resetted my life. (laughs) You feel like... Before it became my own personal great reset, yeah. I was like, this is like a great reset. Like, we're all going to get back in touch with our families, with ourselves, mm-hmm. with our, with what's important. You're right, yeah. we're stuck at home, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a global nightmare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is terrifying. Like, we're going to figure out what's important to us. This is a great reset. And then I was like, oh, yeah. it's my own personal great reset and it truly truly was <laughs> it has been still is yeah, right yeah. But, I, but I spent a lot of time indoors at home <laughs> yeah so what led you to find your inner you like what what like you was telling me when we were eating you had like premonitions and whatnot and stuff that happened in your life like explain a little bit about that like how do you have this feeling like, mm, yeah that's an awesome question um I, I think that I'm in, I'm like I'm like squinting. Yeah, I know. Beautiful sun sunlight. Like, yeah. we're, we're in a park in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I used to tell people that I see souls. Mm-hmm. I'm like I can see your soul. Yeah. And I don't know what I meant by that. I don't know if I was like trying to be weird or cool or <laughs> lying or but I think I thought I did even though I didn't know what that meant and it's hilarious to think about it now because I'm like oh I definitely see souls I'm, I'm yeah. totally clairvoyant like I can see auras I can see I can see people's like passed on grandparents that are standing right behind them like I'm actually a medium now I didn't know that I did not know that Holy and shit. sometime during the pandemic I started doing healings for people just intuitive healings and I'm like I feel like I don't know why, but I feel a pain right here. Do you have, like, something going on with your kidney? And they'd be like, yeah, I have kidney problems. I'm on medication. I'm like, oh, how do I know that? I don't know how I know that. I don't know how I know anything I know. But I do these these healing sessions with people, and I'm like, I 
just know. I know yeah. where the pain is. I know why. I know where it came from. I know how to move the energy around and try to smooth it out and like help them. And so that's like what I do for energy healing. And then while I was just diving into that energy healing work, I started to see like shapes, like figures like show up behind people. And I'm like, oh, oh this is weird. I'm like, did you have a grandpa or something yeah. that used to wear like suspenders yeah. and really high pants and like smoke a cigar? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, yeah, he's standing behind you. Like, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> And that's I'm not like, like a family. Here. That's not a family tea. Family, you know. Oh, you gosh. have no idea. No. Oh, wow. No, I have no idea. Unless it was like, unless somebody in my lineage, like a grandma or something, was like clairvoyant and didn't tell anybody because yeah. it was like faux pas, like scary, like witch yeah. stuff. Nah, I'm like a full blown medium. Wow, it's crazy. That is because especially you know you're Puerto Rican as well. It, a lot of Puerto Rican and Spanish who they believe in that, like the clairvoyancy yeah. and like wearing yeah. beads or whatnot. Even though a lot of them yeah. are like totally Catholic. And yes, yeah, yes, yeah, you know, yeah. like they're Catholic, and then yeah. they have the little um, well, you have the Palm Sunday. They got the palms like dressed up as a cross or whatnot <laughs> yeah, in their house. Yeah, yeah. Have a little cup of water on the side, yeah. so it's like a mixed of like people who like to say voodoo santeria and, mm. and like spiritual stuff but they, yeah yeah they every people like to like umbrella it they're like this is my understanding yes here, right? yes it's so open for me it's like my spirituality is totally open-ended i believe in god but i believe that god is a is a word it mm-hmm. is a word that we're trying to describe something mm-hmm. god is like all there is like if everything is energy right mm-hmm. everything is made of moving little yeah. shimmery particles um god is in every single bit of it God is in every particle of air so it's like if I want to work with God it's like like help me understand how I can help heal this person Mm -hmm. channel through me like I'm a vessel Mm -hmm. Um, then I believe that everything I do is like in the light like on the up and up you know Mm -hmm. I channel I work with angels I work with the Christ consciousness like pure love um, that would be Jesus but it's not like the the Jesus that do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not about like Jesus Christ who 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 died and uh, like necessarily. It's like the does that makes. Am I making any sense? No, no, it's, no, like no, the, no. it's like the essence of, the essence of Christ, Christ, that yes. pure love that mm-hmm. he would help like us, uh, like a prostitute, like who got knocked down to the ground. He'd help Never her stand up. up. Yeah, it's a feeling. Right? It's that. It's yeah. like it's like no judgment, unconditional pure mm-hmm. love. It's like how can I be loving? Guide me. Mm-hmm. I want to be led. Yeah. I want to be a vessel for like love and light and joy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it was funny because we were we were living together. Yeah. Well, not per se, but you know we were yeah. roommates. We were in a group home. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We had we went through so many roommates, so and many he was roommates. one of. <laughs> and you know, you was always like that. It was always something about you where you always connected. Like you was in a different plane. Like you know, you was Thank the hippie, you. the hippie That's Jenny Lynn. Sure. You know, sure, the yeah. guitar toting Jenny Lynn. Yes, you know, exactly. And um. It's, it's, it's amazing that looking at you now, you look awesome. You found, it's almost like you found yourself, like you found a new you. So it's almost like, you know, people have different situations where they're dealing with the pandemic where like they don't know what they want to do or sure. they, they lost their job. And yeah. it's like, they're just, I get it because I was there too. I'm in depression. Like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? What is my purpose in life? But everybody who's yes. been through um, the pandemic either found a passion of what they want to do or they have an epiphany like this is what I want to do so this is like your epiphany like yeah. alright this is what I want to do and it's funny it's funny sometimes when you always know something like I was saying I used to tell people yeah. I could see their souls when I was in elementary school yeah. and I remember two people used to say like hey like are, you know we had, they would do a poll like are you an old soul or a young soul are you an old soul you ever yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like I'm an eternal soul like that's <laughs> say like who the hell am I like yeah. I oh even and I'm seriously like second grade third grade I remember saying this being like what was I talking yeah. about I know I understand it now but I was like it's almost like I kind of knew without knowing yeah and I was telling you and this is a little bit vulnerable but I was telling you before yeah. like I had been like I had been a- afraid of my truth because I'm um, 
uh, I didn't think I thought people would think I was a freak or not understand me or worst case like that there would be trouble with my family because they're extremely religious you know very Catholic and I thought that they'd think I'm a witch and I'm like I'm not a witch like you don't understand I'm just trying to help people mm-hmm. like I don't want and there was this whole like this like be careful this is evil stuff okay. but I was always like afraid to really dive in mm-hmm. to this healing and this energy work that I was always drawn to and I knew it was who I was mm-hmm. because I was like oh it's going to cause drama and conflict yeah. and it's gonna ah, people you know and then this person that I was with that for a very long time it was like a pseudo marriage that I was in <laughs> yeah. he he even said he even said the word evil to me he's like this stuff you're doing is evil yeah. and I was like why why would you say that I'm trying to help people and he's like because you want to charge money for it I said no I want it to be my career and help people for a living mm-hmm. I said what do you want me to do yeah. Like live on the street and like help people walking by it, <laughs> yeah. like a healing and a blessing. Yeah. Like I, it would be the same thing as a therapist, right? But I'm like a spiritual therapist, spiritual and he's therapist, like, yeah. no. If you think God gave you this gift of healing, you have to do it for free, or else that's evil, and you're trying to take money from people. And I was like, oh, is it? You know, like he messed me up. Yeah. Like, so I just stopped doing it. So there's so much in my life that made me like recoil and sort of pull it back yeah. into myself. And then when during the pandemic, I was just like, hang on. What if I tried to, even just once in this life, what if I tried to dive fully and completely and totally with everything I am? What if I dived in? Mm-hmm. Who could I help? How many people could I help? I know a lot of people are hurting out there. I know a lot of people are in pain and 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 being stuck inside, like with the pandemic, traumas come up to the surface. Yeah, it has, yeah. Serious, like... Um, um, it, it triggers like panic in people being stuck indoors and yeah. scared to breathe and scared to talk to people and scared to hug. I mean, it's damaging. And I'm like, oh, people need help more than ever. Thanks. I got to step up. I know I'm just one of the helpers. I'm one of like thousands of light bearers that are like here to help the people. Yeah. And I just need to turn my like my lighthouse on. Yeah. Right? Like I'm a yeah. beacon, right? <laughs> so I, I'm just one of them. Yeah. And I'm just answering the call. Yeah. You know? That's amazing. And then, you know, you was acting before and, you know, you came out on commercials. Yeah, um, I had a fun... Yeah, Alec Baldwin, what was the show? Oh, oh um, The Match Game. Yes, The Match Game. I yes. $15,000. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> See? Yeah. And then, and then um, and, and that field, how, how were the people there you dealt with and how was going to auditions and jobs? Like, how was that experience like for you? Like, in terms of, like, my spirituality or yeah. just, just that world? Just in that world. Yeah. Just in that world. It was always, it was always a little bit tough because there's a lot of elements of the entertainment industry that are very uh, cruel and terrible. Like really? if you're if you're a certain weight or you have a certain look, like people with, like for example, like all my life I was I was I was pretty fit I was kind of smaller right it was just natural because I ate like macaroni and cheese all the time I was just lucky right I had this awesome metabolism it's catching up to me now but all my life I could eat mac and cheese I'd be like a size four right yeah and then one day I was like kind of pushing out of a six and I got this bridal show and I was they were fitting me for wedding gowns and stuff like that and I was doing some kind of bridal shoot and the the makeup artist or something I remember she was like you're bigger than all the other brides. They were like, are you sure you're not supposed to be the plus size bride? And I was like a size six. Holy and, shit. Which is just fit and normal for yeah. me. In fact, if I was a six right now, I'd be like, I'm so fit. <laughs> like, I look amazing. And I and I remember I went home crying that day. I was like, but I booked the job. Yeah. They chose me for the job. I must have been the right look. Mm-hmm. I put that in quotations, people. <laughs> yeah. The look they were looking for. I had this long, flowing blonde hair. I was like, oh, I'm going to be bright today. Yeah. I felt kind of pretty and nice. And she made me feel just like fat and, and, and out of place. And it was just so demoralizing that she was so disgusting, judgmental of like my size which was completely average yeah and it affected your psyche you was like oh shit like and then one oh my god one time I was like um I was like 27 or 28 at the time okay and I booked this movie this feature film and it was gonna be my first movie I starred in it and it was like um it was like a two hour movie 
movie. It was about a girl with like uh, narcolepsy, amnesia, or something. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. It was a rom com. I was really excited. We were gonna shoot for two months, like over the summer at this cabin. All this stuff. And the director, producer guy, he took the cast out to dinner, and we were all like getting to know each other. He's like, I'd like to get to know my cast, and we were all there. And he was like, and I was talking about the Beatles or something, and he was like, Wow, you know a lot about classic music. I'm like, Yeah, I was raised by. You know, my parents were into, you know, classic music. And he's like, how old are you? And I was like, what do you mean, how old am I? And he's like, well, the main character's 23. And I said, well, like, I'll be 28 this year. And he's like, 28? Oh, that's close to 30. And I was like, okay. And he took the role away from me. Oh, my God. Because he wanted someone who was actually 23 to play the role. Yeah. Because it was, like, his dream. And he was funding the whole thing himself. And I was like, hang on. You met me at the audition. I came back for a callback. Now you know me personally. We've all been out to dinner and hang out. You thought I was 23. You thought I looked the part. Yeah. That's how it works. It looks like what you represent in your mind. Yeah. You chose me as your lead. You gave me a contract. And now because you know my actual age, that I'm a little bit closer to 30 than to 20... You're taking the part away from me. So then I got paranoid about age and like, oh, oh when I'm 30, am I going to lose all the 20-something roles? Yeah. I look young. Yeah. Can I not play these parts? And it's yeah. like, wow. it's ageist, you know, yeah. it's sizist, it's racist. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The how about the name, Jenny Lynn Rodriguez, when they see your name, is it a problem too? Well, I had, I had been given the advice earlier that it would get me a lot of jobs if I was totally fluent in Spanish and if I dyed my hair dark, they'd be like, oh, you'd get all these telenovelas and all this... <laughs> And I was like, well, okay, but I'm blonde and I I like my hair, you know, and they're yeah. like, no, 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 you're not marketable this way. You shouldn't be Rodriguez. You don't look like a Rodriguez. You're, you look white. And I'm like, I know, but I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get any particular role. I'm not yeah. trying to do Spanish soap operas. I just want to be an actress, right? Yeah. I just want to play characters. And I tell you something, the reason that I love acting so much Yeah is because of the same reason I think I like spiritual healing, which is spiritual therapy, which is essentially what I do now. Yeah. Is because I, I'm fascinated by the human consciousness. Yeah. It's like the same thing to me, you know what I mean? It's like diving into a character is like, what is your world like? What are your thoughts like? How do you feel? What does the world look like to you? How would you say this line because because of where you've been and what you come from and like what is your damage? What's your trauma? Yeah. So it's like a psychological thing for me. Mm-hmm. Same as with my work now. And so that's why I love it. And I just wanted to I just wanted to not have things taken away from me because of my look or my sound or my whatever. I just wanted to dive in and play these characters. Mm-hmm. Like I genuinely love acting. Yeah. It's like magic to me. It's like transporting and going into another body in another world. Yeah. You know? And being something that you always wanted to be in life or something that you never thought you could be by acting. Like a villain. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> like the bad guy. Yes. Yeah. Nice people love playing bad guys. Like, it's yeah. just like, ah, I would never be this in real life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, Jenny Lynn, what has been, like, your biggest regrets in life? Your What's, what's been your highest highs and your lowest lows so far in your <laughs> life? <laughs> oh, just right to it. <laughs> <laughs> highest highs... And lowest lows. Well, the lowest low is pretty easy. That's a very easy question because in okay. uh, um, at the end of um, 2008 and throughout a lot of 2009, I had a pretty serious problem with drug and alcohol um, addiction. Wow. And I hit a very serious like level of, of rapid rock bottom where I had been losing whole days and memories and not knowing how I got home and like all this scary wow. stuff and um, my immune system was sh- shitting out on me and yeah. like it, it had been it had taken too much and I had to go to the ER and um, I said I got it I have to I'm gonna die you know mm-hmm. if I don't change this this is insane mm-hmm. you know and um, also uh, at that time yeah. one of the one of the reasons I knew that I was hitting like bottom was because there's a lot of spirituality in my life, as you know. Like it's all like, and I'm a medium, which I didn't know then necessarily yeah. that I could like see other, see into other realms and talk to you know whatever. Yeah. Um. So some really crazy stuff happened. 
while I was, granted, I was doing a lot of drugs and like drinking and stuff like that, but when I was totally sober and at home, um, I was like seeing things and they were not good things. I don't need to get too into it, but I, there was some stuff happening, um, in my home, in my own bedroom that I was like, I am not safe. Like I was seeing some dark shit and (laughs) yeah. And I was like, okay, first of all, I got to stop drinking (laughs) and and I got to stop all this. Like, I don't want whatever this is showing up. You didn't want it. You don't want to see that shit. (laughs) And like, also it made me shut down a huge part of who I was because um, this, like the spirituality part of me was just shut down because, um, if that was part of it, I didn't want it. Yeah. I didn't want any dark, like cloud around you. Yeah. And it's the thing yes. showing up. Right. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, there's something really wrong. There's something really wrong. Like this is scary. This is bad. So that was like my lowest. Wow. Um, yeah, my highest high, you know what? I will honestly say it's been like in the last six months. Oh, really? Yeah. The last six months. Okay. I've never been happier. I have never been happier than than when I fully came to understand my purpose and I started to live it. All of a sudden, I was like, oh, this is living. Everything else is just like getting by. Yeah. And I'm like, I've had clients that I've, you know, helped that... Um, that have gotten off antidepressants that they've been on for 20 years. Wow. They're just like, after working with you, I don't I don't even need them. I'm like, oh my God, like, it's, it's working. I'm, it's like I'm helping, right? Yeah. I've had people say, like, this is like, whatever, but like, that they left their marriage and it had been a bad, it had been an abusive marriage, but they didn't see their own value and they didn't have enough self-love to recognize that they should leave mm-hmm. and for their own protection and their own happiness. That, that like happiness was possible yeah. and then they left like a bad marriage and they're feeling happier and more confident than ever yeah. and I'm like well I never told uh, disclaimer I never tell <laughs> anyone to leave a marriage I never tell anybody to get off medicine that is not I don't make those kinds of claims but I I just help people see themselves to come back to healing truly means that you become your true self you like return to yourself mm-hmm. and the reason that I'm good at that is because I had to do it I went so far from who I was. I shut it all down. I medicated it away in my own way. Mm-hmm. And I had to find me. I had to figure out who I am and then I had to be that person. Yeah. In the world, in my life, yeah. in every aspect of what I do. Like when I tell you how often I dance <laughs> around my house, I'm doing dishes, I'm playing the music, yeah. I'm in the shower, I'm like, ah, abundance, so many yeah. droplets of nice warm water. <laughs> like, everything is joy to me. Everything yeah. is gratitude. And it's because I'm aligned now. I know yeah. myself now. I'm living my truth now. Yeah. I am myself. And every person I meet, they're like, you're glowing, you're glowing. I'm like, am I? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> is it? But is it like a constant struggle for you? Like, is there the temptation still there to drink? Is the temptations there? Wanting to hang out once in a while, like, oh, one beer is not gonna hurt, or one liquor, one Long Island iced tea won't kill me, or I won't revert back to my ways. Is is it like cold turkey? You just completely stop everything. Well, I was in AA for about eighteen months, but like, wait, is that a year and a half? I can't do math right now. Yeah. <laughs> About a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half, yes. Um, I need more coffee. Uh, (laughs) um, And I left AA because it didn't... The people that were there and that it truly resonated with them and it was helping them, they were always saying every day, I have this disease, this is a problem that will never go away, I was born with this, I will die with this. And I was like, no, hang on, whoa, wait, I came here to feel better. Mm -hmm. I came here to get my shit together. I came here to be... Uh, more whole and healthy like to, to stop doing that stuff and like find my spirituality if I'm find God as I understand God to be find myself I'm like I don't want to be like I'm going to be sick forever mm-hmm. and I understand that, that that program genuinely truly works for a lot of people and that's awesome but it didn't resonate with me personally because I didn't believe that that I was so I'm not an alcoholic I was an addict at the time. I was addicted to those chemicals at the time. Mm-hmm. And I did have to cleanse my system, go through with ter- oh, terrible withdrawals. I didn't, ooh, let's not even go there. <laughs> um, but now, 
can drink starting in like after I got sober for two years. Yeah. After that, I could have a glass of wine. I could have a martini. I could have a you know champagne toast at a wedding. Okay. A few times I kind of went back into it where I was trying to socialize and I maybe had too many and I kind of cursed myself out for it. Yeah. But it never felt like that. Okay. I wasn't a classic alcoholic or addict. I was desperate to know myself. But I was afraid that who I was was like bad and evil. You understand? Oh, so it's okay. like if who I am is bad and evil, then I can't get to know myself. And if I can't get to know myself, I'll always be lost. Yeah. And if I'll always be lost, what's the point? What's the purpose? And I fell into depression, then yeah. I was medicating. Oh, okay. You see? Yeah. So I'm not an alcoholic. It's like, it's not a problem. I got a bunch of booze in my house, like, in case guests come over. I'm yeah. like, does anybody want a drink? I got drinks. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, like, I always dreamed of having, like, a nice bar. I could, like, offer <laughs> drinks to people. Yeah. I, I can have a drink at any time. What's really funny now is that I never drink because I vibrate too high. If that makes sense. Okay. I'm high all the time. I'm happy all the time. Like, genuinely, yeah. it is not hard to stay high. It is not hard. Yeah. The answer to your question is no, man. Like, yeah. I'm happy and, uh, and aligned and joy-filled and joyous, like, all the time. Yeah. And I'll have bad days I'll have sad days I'll have like um, one of my mentors in life one of my mentors died in October 2020 from the pandemic my okay. film mentor John Gallagher yeah. he taught me about producing f- films and making my own movies he was we had nine movies lined up for the next year for 2021 mm-hmm. that was like my whole year we were going to be making movies and then he died all of it got taken away from me oh for God. whatever reason people yeah. went on and made the movies and didn't keep me involved like yeah. I was his right-hand person so which is great because i found my truth anyway you know what i mean yeah it's not great that he died it was devastating and then a couple months ago another mentor of mine died my my first spiritual mentor his name was father gary he was a priest he and i used to be pen pals when i was in college we used to write letters to each other if i had a question about like spirituality i didn't understand it or something about the bible and he would write to me and say i'm glad you're a young person who's looking and seeking Mm -hmm. And he was such a kind and gentle, like we used to call him the shepherd. Yeah. He was like a shepherd. He would just kind of like tell the sheep, you know, come this way, come this way. Yeah. He was so kind. And he died really suddenly, I think like in his sleep. Yeah. And it was shocking. And I cried for a few days. Yeah. But I remember thinking even, even though like there's loss and there's this pain and there's this like, and I'm, and you know, in a pandemic, you can't go to funerals and you're stuck and it's devastating. Mm -hmm. People are losing family members and People are getting sick and you're worried and you're stuck. There's a lot going on in the world. Yeah. But there's something about being right with yourself that helps you get through every single part of life. Yeah. And I've never been so right with myself. At this present moment. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And you knew me as a person. Like, I was, we were always good friends, you and me, and I could always just be myself around you. Yeah, like you said, like I was a hippie. (laughs) I was like an artist. Yeah. (laughs) I love food. I love music. I love movies. I was just myself. Yeah. But myself was also deeply lost and hurting. Yeah. There's also some very, very serious traumas that we've all been through in life that, like, during the pandemic, I decided for whatever reason to, like, get, dive into them Mm -hmm. and, like, heal them. Yeah. Like, dive into them. And that will mess you up. Like, yeah. to go back into your traumas, do trauma work and healing. Yeah. Because as I was learning to help people with trauma work, I was taking courses. Mm-hmm. And I had to do trauma work on yeah. me to learn how to do it, right? Wow, okay. So I was, like, calling my mom every, like, week going, you know, when I was four, you remember that thing that happened? I didn't know it affected me so much. <laughs> and she's like, wow, okay, what's going on? Like, why did that come up? She's like, I remember that, you know, of course. Yeah. And I was like, I never dealt with that trauma. I never dealt with it. It was just, like, in me, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, we carry these traumas around. Yeah, and the thing is, we, like, like bury it deep and sometimes like I guess with therapy sometimes it comes out you're like oh my god this happened to me when I was young yes. but we tend well I'm, I'm, speaking, I'm not speaking for everybody yeah, for me I tend to like put it back in the back of my mind and like something will happen will trigger it you know but um, I know we're cutting close no, to time yeah. Jenny Lynn but um, okay. um no, what should we call it but yeah it does trigger it but um, my final question for you because we definitely got to do a part two but I know you're yeah. pressed for time my final question for you is what would the Jenny Lynn of today tell the Jenny Lynn of yesterday when I knew you yes we don't have to say that date it was like at least <laughs> yes at least uh, 
quite a long time ago. Yes. What the old Jenny Lynn, yes. You know, mm, that's deep. That's a deep question. I think that I would say to myself back then. Yeah. There's going to come a day when you are found. And 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 that day will be glorious. Yeah. Like you're not going to die this way. Yeah. You're not going to die lost. You're not going to feel like a piece of garbage for no reason. Yeah. Um carrying around these these unhealed traumas like one day you will be healed and one day you will be glowing and just hang in there you know like yeah. it happens you get there yeah because i'm here yeah i'm there yeah i'm healed yeah would you have believed it like if somebody your own self telling you that you're like no like, well, let me know if i if yeah, I, yeah, if yeah, I showed yeah, up to myself yeah. like an angel in the bedroom i'd be like oh okay yeah that was me talking to me yeah <laughs> you want to hear something kind of a really crazy story this yeah. is so crazy Shoot. just because yeah. it's what it made me think of okay when I was in the beginning of that, of a very long-term relationship, yeah, we had a rough moment in the very beginning, and I mean like two weeks in. Two weeks into the relationship? Okay. And something happened, and I felt extremely mistreated. There was like an abusive moment, right? Okay. That, for whatever reason, the trauma that I carried, the, the way that I felt about being unsafe or wanting to be liked or whatever in the world, right? Um, for whatever reason, there was this moment of what I felt was abuse, and I stayed. You know, mm -hmm. I stayed for many, many years, yeah. in fact. But this happened two weeks in. There was, like, this huge red flag, right? Yeah. This is huge. Like, this is so important for, for... This is so important for people, all people, men and women, at the beginning of a relationship, when you see a massive red flag, but you're like... I don't want to be. I don't want to be drama. Yeah. I don't want to see where this goes. Like no, like people, my people. When you see these red flags and you feel horrible in the very beginning of something, don't stay. Yeah. Don't stay. You should love yourself enough to know that a red flag is not what you deserve. Mm -hmm. So there was this moment of abuse, right, in the beginning yeah. of this relationship. Wow. On the phone. And I was sitting on a stoop outside of, uh, like, on, on, like, West 4th or whatever. I was in the village. Yeah. I was sitting on a stoop in the middle of the night and crying. This is really crazy. This is going to sound crazy. I heard a voice in my right ear from, like, across the way. Uh -huh. From, like, a few feet away, right? Okay. Like, here to that bench, right? Yeah. And it said, you're making a choice, Jenny Lynn. You're either going to leave right now, or you're going to stay with him for a very long time. Wow. And I was like, like looking around, like, who's that? <laughs> yeah. But it sounded like me, but it yeah. was maybe like a little bit more ethereal. Like, a, I was like, was that an angel? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> but And I remember thinking like, wow, you know, that's a good point. I have a choice. I don't have to take this. <laughs> I don't have to be called names and like screamed at and abused, right? Mm -hmm. But I was like, yeah, but like, I want things to be good. I don't want him to be mad because like, this is very scary and this is triggering me. Because clearly I had trauma around this, mm -hmm. this thing that happened. And it made me want to fix the trauma in my past without realizing it. So I stayed and I tried to fix it. You know how like yeah. we repeat these patterns, right? Years later, years later, we're done. He's gone. And something happened. Something um, after it was over triggered me. To, to ask God, like, to pray about it and be like, what was the point of that? Yeah. Why did I stay? How come I haven't learned that lesson? Like, why would I stay in something that I considered, like, sort of mildly abusive, right? Yeah. And I was, like, crying. And I, like, leaned over. And then I got up. This was one of the craziest things that ever. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. This is one of the craziest. Like, you're getting an exclusive crazy story. All right. <laughs> And I look at, like, the curtain, and I see myself crying on the stoop, like, across the street. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I knew about this right at the beginning, right? It, it was like a memory that I was watching. Yeah. Almost a like trigger. a hologram yeah. in the curtain, right? And I sat up, and I said, I see you crying. You're making a choice. You're either going to... 
you're either going to stay with him for a really long time or you could leave right now. And I realized when I said it, like, to the, to the memory of yeah. myself, it was me in oh. the future telling you saying that to myself because how would I know how would that voice have known you're going to stay with him for a long time yeah I stayed for seven years wow how would I know that like how would that voice you know what I mean yeah you're making a choice Jenny Lynn you either leave right now or you'll be or you'll be with him for a very long time and I was and I was just like what are you talking about like I just need it to be better and in that moment I couldn't hear my own advice yeah but I realized it was me Telling yourself. Giving myself advice. Like future me giving myself advice wow. in the past. So they're like the question, what would you do it's today like telling you yesterday? That's what it made yeah. me think of. And I was like, I've and I felt my and I'm very pale, right? And I felt myself go straight white. Yeah. All the blood drained from my face and I was like, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> it was me all along. It was me telling myself. <laughs> it was me in twenty eighteen. Yeah. Telling myself in twenty ten. Like what? What are you doing to yourself? Yeah. Like, are you gonna are you gonna stay for a long? Really? Are you gonna? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I see you crying there, devastated, yeah. feeling abused. You're gonna stay for yeah. a long time. Did anybody know right your now? situation, or this was all like you kept everything bottled up inside? Did anybody know about your situation? Uh, a little. Okay. Kinda. You just I, let them know what you want to tell them, right? Not that yeah, you're... Yeah, because okay. if I was going to stay... Like, if I told everyone the truth, everyone would have been like, okay, so leave. Yeah. And I would have been like, yeah, but it's just like kind of non-supportive. It's not like super abusive. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you make excuses just, for it. To yeah. be fair, yeah. our relationship was kind of excellent in a way that we were like really good friends. Okay. We got along, I would just say genuinely, like 80% of the time. Like, 80% of the time, we were like, high five, you want to make plans? Hey, when are we going to, like, have Hang a date? Yeah. When, yeah, do you want to watch a movie? It was always chill, but it was that, those little bits in between, where Spurts. it was like, yeah. it was like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, like, I was also sometimes like a mess. There was, there was times where I would kind of spiral back into old patterns yeah. and go get wasted, come home at 8 o'clock in the morning and be like... <laughs> I found an underground basement club. They let us stay all night, you know? And it was like, it was like that part of me that just wants wow. to dance all night long. And I was yeah. like, if any of my friends would do it, I'm like, then I'm safe. I got friends. Yep. And they would be like, hey, what's up? Good morning. And it was like, what are you, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go, go take a nap now. Oh, and shit. so like, to be fair, I was probably a nightmare. Yeah. He'd have his own version of, of, of yeah. my flaws or whatever. Yeah. We only know our own, our own part of it, right? Yeah, that's true. But I know that in the very beginning, and the relationship, my whole life needed to happen the way that it happened so that I could be what I am. The person you are today, yes. Totally fine. Mm -hmm. I don't don't regret it. I can't. There's no point. There's no point. I'm just here right now. Yeah. But I I just thought that that was insane to recognize that I, like, bent time Mm -hmm. to speak to myself across the years and across the miles. Like, I know. Like, people will hear that at first. I'm like, are you crazy? Wait, are you what? nuts? But it's like, you have that calling in yourself. You have that connection to your, you know. Yeah. And the only person, and, and the only person who did know was my mom. Because what's crazy is that I told her. I told her then. Yeah. And like, her, her, inst- like, of course, her instinct was like, well, what did he say? Was it bad? Should you leave? Like, of course, like, she didn't want me with somebody who was mean. Yeah. And then the second thing is, like, she was like, I don't like this. You're hearing voices. I don't like this. That's weird. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like don't get into the occult, Jenny Lynn. You better yeah. be a good Christian. You know, like, <laughs> that kind of thing yeah. was like, okay. So she didn't process it like there was magic happening. Yes. I was like, I think an angel visited me. I don't know. <laughs> and then I called her when that happened. I was like, Mom, sit down. Are you sitting down? She's like, okay. And I was like, I have to tell you something. This is crazy. She took it so well. She's like, oh, yeah, that happened to me when I was in my 20s, too. And I was like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, when my dad was dying, the phone rang. And I picked it up, and I was like, I know you have my dad. What hospital is he in? She's like, how could I know that? I just answered the phone. This is why I want to start this podcast. You know what I mean? But you see what you're saying? Like, I told you, like, it's like... Not out of necessarily the Puerto Rican culture, but in general, mm-hmm. like your mother is like almost like a medium, and it mm-hmm. passes down, mm-hmm. you know. So, Actually, to be fair, yeah. she's extremely psychic. Wow. Super intuitive. Does she acknowledge it or like ah that was just a premonition? Oh, I don't know. She's yeah. she's very dedicated to Jesus. Gotcha. Okay. And that's um I think it's out of her comfort zone. Yeah. To but there are certain things she'll admit like mother's intuition or yeah. like having powerful intuition or. 
knowing things that could help people. She's like, oh, bless Jesus, you know, yeah. like, you know, like that, that kind of thing. She knows she's a healer. Mm -hmm. My sister's a healer as well. Yeah. But they're, like my mom is like a completely magical sorceress <laughs> who I think in this lifetime will never like fully be that because she's got her dedications and commitments and yes. I, I applaud her consistency. Yeah. Uh, but she's, she, yeah, you're so right. I forget this because she denies it. Yeah. <laughs> she's so magical. Wow. See. I remember one time I was um, playing at the top of the stairs with like a scarf and I was pretending I was going fishing. Yeah. Right. And it got caught on a nail. And I was like, oh, I got a fish. And I pull on this nail and I go tumbling down the stairs oh, like a, like a yeah. dumb child. And wherever she was, I don't know wow. what she was doing, yeah. she literally caught my head in her hands wow. at the bottom of the stairs. And I, she and I literally would have cracked my head open. Wow, if it wasn't she for caught her. my head in her hands. Wow. And I was like, oh, how'd you know? She's like, I don't know. I was just like, Jenny, she's in wow. trouble. And I came running to the stairs. I was like, you see? Wow. You see? How about your sister? Is she like that too? Or not? She, my sister is an empath. Okay. And she feels people's like pain. Okay. And unfortunately um, for her, she's got such a beautiful, beautiful heart that she'll like try to take some of their pain for them and then she'll end up being like tired and like, like it's a draining, little bit sick yeah. and a little bit drained. And she's, she had been like a little bit sickly growing up like had a lot of colds and things like that and mm -hmm. I was just like you're letting people drain you but I was too I think we all were mm -hmm. like we didn't understand what it means to be an empath and how to like refresh yourself and recharge yourself yeah so you gotta learn that it's, it's a it's a discipline yeah to like not let people suck from you because people who vampire your energy yeah soul vampires yeah and like not even on purpose just because like they're hurting and they're like oh you're making me feel better let me have more let me have more let me yeah. have more yeah. yeah I was just telling you that story about yeah about how I had one of those yeah. in my life recently that was like, you make me feel better. Give me more, give me more, yeah. give me more. And I was like, why do I feel so drained and so sad? Yeah, people want your positive reassurance. Yeah. You're giving them all your positivity and then you're becoming negative yourself. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah, you know. it's like, why am I so tired? Yeah. It's like they, they feed off you. Mm -hmm. you yeah, know? absolutely. So you got to you got, you got notice the signs. After you leave someone, if you're like a little bit drained, you're like, uh-oh, uh-uh, uh-uh, nope. Yeah. Nope, that means they've been taking from me, taking mm -hmm. from my energy, right? Yeah. That's awesome, Jenny Lynn. That's awesome. Um, Jenny Lynn, um, any final wisdom or any words? Or any? What is your favorite quote that you go by? Do you have a favorite quote? Yeah, and yeah. If so? My favorite quote is, resonance is resonance is resonance. Meaning... Yes, I was about to say that. Right? Yeah. Yes, on his face. Right. The viewers, the, the listeners can't see your face, but you were like, hmm, okay. okay. <laughs> um, resonance is resonance is resonance. It means that it works for you or it doesn't work for you. You hear that or you don't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Like, like, I, like I'm with you or I'm not with you. And that's like, that's, it's a saving grace for me because like if I say to someone, well, you know, everything is energy and you're letting people like vampire off your energy, for example, if they're like, I don't know what you're talking about, I'm not into that weird stuff, I'll be like, okay, resonance is resonance is resonance. Like it either applies to you or it doesn't. It doesn't. You either feel it or you don't. You're either with it or you're not. And it's like totally great. Yeah. If like people are into gaming and they're like, oh, if you, the Pokemon's, I don't know what gaming is, like the gamers. Yeah. They have this whole community and this whole world and they're so serious about it. Yeah. And that resonance is resonance over there. They're resonating with each other. Yeah. And then there's people who are in like music and it's always about creating, creating, creating music and music and music and music videos and creating beats and everything like that. And that's their resonance. I need creatives in my life, da da da. For me, it's like, I live in a very spiritual world now and most people in my community in my world like we get it we're like hey uh, I met an energy vampire today like they really drained me drained me out and it's like oh I feel you yeah it happened to me a couple weeks ago I get it I get it resonance is resonance is resonance so now if somebody's like weird toward me or 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 maybe even judgmental of me like I don't like this weird stuff you're doing I'm like that's okay it's not resonant yeah. it's not resonating with you totally great Go find yours. Yeah. Go find what you resonate with and like bless you. Hope you're happy. Yeah. Stay away from me. I don't care. <laughs> you don't. You don't like what I have to say. That's that's fine. I'm here for the ones that resonate. Mm -hmm. I'm here for the ones that I'm meant to help. Yeah. And I'm not meant to help everyone on this entire planet. There are gonna be people who are like you're real weird. I don't like you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it doesn't apply, let it fly. Like you know, if, if, if yeah. somebody doesn't take to what you're saying if it then, doesn't you know, apply let it fly yeah. that would be your version of yes. resonance is resonance yes. is resonance that's it exactly <laughs> do you have do you can we walk while we do it or do you oh, we can, no we can walk like, while we do it I guess yes um, sure 
do you have yourself a story that you could share that's like something a little bit well like spiritual yeah, like, like intuitive like as a father or well yeah um when i was a teenager um my my dad was a serious alcoholic so when you're speaking about that i kind of relate to that mm -hmm. and other people i know have been in that situation but um my father died from cirrhosis of the liver oh, no. yeah and he died in the he hospital serious yes <laughs> serious like bacardi in the back pocket for oh, breakfast and lunch damn. hanging out with friends in the liquor store you know like he was really really into that so um, when he passed, um, I was with an ex-girlfriend at the time. Like, I was at the hospital there because I was his only child for the whole time. My mother said, go home and relax. So I went home and relaxed, and I got the phone call that he passed when I left the hospital. So, let's say, I would say like a couple of months later, bless you, um, a couple of months later, I was just sitting in the couch in my mom's house watching TV, and then my father had a beat-up leg, but I just saw, like, a presence just standing next to the television just looking at me, and then, like, I just woke up, and I just, like, see I, I see him, but I see him, like, kind of dark, like, dim almost, like, yeah. very light. And I was just like, just crying. Like, I didn't like run up or nothing like that. I just looked at him like scared, like, but oh, crying. Yeah. yeah, you know? Yeah. And it was almost, I, well, I don't know the answers because I don't have the answers to myself, but in my own, my own way of explaining it, I was just, I think he was just there telling me I'm okay. Like, I, I, I suffered. I put you guys through, through suffering, but I'm, I'm okay. Like, wow. you know, and like, that's what I got out of it. But it still affects me because I'm like, damn, like, I'm just making that answer for myself. I'm like, why was he there? Why was he looking at me? But that's the only answer I could come up with. So, like. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it was it was really tough, though. Like, I need a picture with this. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. Let's not leave yet, then. Um, Jenny Lynn, um, plug your social media. Okay. Plug everything that you got going on for yourself. Yeah, thank you so much. So. Um, right now, oh, I have so much going on. Since since I decided to step into my purpose fully in 2021, which was just like the most transformative year of my life, uh, I became a published author. Congratulations. Thank you. Welcome. I have a, a um, I became a global, like I teach energy healing all around the world mm -hmm. because of Zoom. It's like I know people in Peru and Malaysia and like everywhere yes. around the world. Um, so I'm an energy healing teacher, but my practice is called Starlight and Sacred Tree. Mm -hmm. It's at Starlight and Sacred Tree on Instagram. That's um, that's the easiest way to find me right now. If anybody okay. is interested in a, a spiritual uh, consultation, you can reach out to me there on DMs. Um, that's really the easiest way to find me at this time. All my spiritual work is is, is right there. Okay, Jenny Lynn, thank you so much. Thank Pleasure you. to talk to you. We did it. Yes, hopefully it won't be a few years down the road yes. where we meet each other again. And um, I wish you the best in everything. Thank you. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.